you can die knowing you get, you got killed by getting your back blown out by another dude or something because he was homophobic. You are we recording very homophobic? Oh, are we recording? I mean, yeah, I'm recording right now, but I, oh, this probably yeah. won't make it. In. I just record a little. I just start recording. Uh, just in case we say something really funny and you want to use it at the, as the intro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually. Oh, wow. You know that's kind of funny. Hello, welcome to Mutant Puke, a variety podcast with a meme and scene slant. I'm Jake. I'm Casey. I'm Jackson. We did it, yay. Today we're going to be talking about some singles, some albums, and then, you know, after the break, our memes and shit like that. The usual bullshit. Yeah, Minions movie and all that type of shit. The gentle Minions grew. The gentle Minions <laughs> grew. Uh, well, let's start with our first track, Revocation Diabolical. Diabolical Majesty. Play the clip. There we go. We've really got to find a way to make the let the clip thing be like less awkward. I don't know. I think it, it sounds perfect. When let I edit it, I say, I say that sounds exactly how I meant it to sound. You know what? That's fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, did anyone watch that or watch what? Minions. We're not on We're that We're not yet. talking about that. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> revocation. I was just curious. No, I did not watch oh. Minions. Me neither. Casey. Casey? Go ahead and... Casey did not watch him any... (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and talk about Revocation. Okay, so let me take a sip of my water because I just woke up and my throat is dry. I assume. Delicious agua. (laughs) Delicious agua. Wow, it's like I can talk again. Okay, so Revocation's a death metal band from Boston, Massachusetts. I don't know if I said that word right. I don't think I did. It's it's close enough. States have dumb names, uh, more at 11. Anyways, this is kind of an older band. They're like a decade old, and they've been putting out music consistently since, fuck, 2008-ish. And they were teenagers whenever they were doing that shit. But, but, yeah, Dave, Dave, the front man, is only like 36 or something. He's young for how long he's been doing this. And this is a new single that I kind of wanted to talk about. Because I fucking love this band. And Diabolical Majesty is... It's more along the lines of, like, black metal now. Which, you know, I don't know if anyone who listens to to this podcast is even into. Outside of, like, myself and Jackson. Uh, But I think it's... What were you going to say, Jake? Just like genders, we don't assume genres in this podcast. So, you never know who's listening to what. Is that stupid? (laughs) No, it's all good, but I'm, no, I'm still going to assume. I'm still going to assume because I am an ass. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, this band is has done more and more of the same. It feels like, but at the same time, they what they do is interesting. Like, how do I put this? The band has a formula, but their formula is so unique to them that I will take it any chance I can get because most death metal bands don't go into a. 11-8 groove as like kind of a breakdown or even a bridge like this band does just because they can most bands don't do solos and i'm pretty sure that's honestly 4-4 but i know they've done solos in like 6-8 and some other bullshit that most death metal bands wouldn't dream of doing and that's a big reason why i think they're so interesting because they do a lot of crazy ass shit that most bands in this genre would go like uh-uh not not for us yeah, also dave's a god at guitar uh he is legit probably one of the best guitarists alive today yeah the riffs i'd say are the best part of the song absolutely you don't listen to this band for the drums you don't listen to this band for the bass you listen to them because of dave the front man and guitarist because that guy is he i'm not gonna say he's the best guitarist but he might be the best (laughs) he might be the best metal guitarist like alive right now shit he's my favorite guitarist alive right now i love this dude I'm, always, I'm pretty sure I've, yeah. I've stolen so many riff ideas from him just for Poltergeist. <laughs> I'm always impressed with the 
guitarist vocalist combo yeah it's i i can't do it it's crazy that people can play instruments and sing at the same time or do any kind of vocals and dave's just gotten better because i remember listening to this his stuff or like revocation whenever i was still in high school and his vocals were like metal metal core kind of like yelps at first now they just sound vicious to say the least what do you think's harder playing a guitar and doing vocals or playing the drums and doing vocals i think both have ways that they are easier than one another i would generally say drums just because that's more of an exhausting thing because you know you lose breath quicker you have to move your whole body to play but i guess it also depends on the genre because if you're playing like something where the drums aren't as crazy and you're singing like rhythmically so with the beat I think that might be a bit easier than playing guitar, especially if you're not like going wild, like, you know, metal post or tour or anything like that. Yeah. I think it really just depends on like the genre and like how the drum beat and like the vocals are. But generally, I would say drums. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about the song? Uh, about the song? Oh, go ahead, Jackson. I'm too familiar with the band, but I did like the song. That's all I gonna say probably all right Uh, i just want this album to come out (laughs) let's play the next clip of royal coda we slowly lose hope for things to come Uh, Royal Coda, they're back uh, with a double single from their new album, which name has a name. I don't know it. I forgot it. It, it These singles, like Casey said, are very good, yeah. Uh, probably the best Royal Coda stuff I've ever heard, honestly. Uh, Kurt's going wild with it, and Will's killing it. You know, uh, I feel like this band has always had this weird thing where anyone listening to it is like it's just like happiness i i sincerely disagree on all fronts that any music from this band is like happiness but um yeah i two good songs and i'm looking forward to more i'm hope uh, royal coda has put out good songs that i like before and then the album has not impressed me so uh i mean i'm not just saying like i'm someone that needs to be impressed but uh you know it's just how i feel about their other two albums uh how about you casey we i mean you obviously think they're good but i mean i i'm kind of in the same boat when i like i like what they're doing with these two new singles because it feels like they're bringing in more outside influences like church bringing in it feels like a lot of hip-hop influences Mm. and which you know is interesting to me and it feels like feels like the riffs here are feel more inspired than like m- most anything else uh fucking will has been doing in his other bands yeah at least in my opinion they feel more inspired they feel more they feel more creative which it's weird to say a riff feels more creative because it's just a guitar riff and but at the same time it just when you listen to like secret band dgd or like cnvar there's a formula to that shit right yeah and there's a formula to this but it feels like he's kind of rewriting the his own formula for the songs here yeah he must get if that kind of makes eventually sense with you know being so consistent like there's yeah. not a, always that much experimentation besides like pedals that he uses yeah and it feels like here like riff wise like the key sounds like he's using different keys it sounds like he's using the same techniques but in a different way mm-hmm. yeah. and it almost feels like the song kind of follows the vocals instead of the vocals following the song, if that makes sense. I could see them doing that. Yeah, like, 
from what I understand about the way Will Swan normally writes, it's like riffs first and then vocals second. But here, it feels like the vocals have came like he did like maybe a riff and then the vocals came and then the rest of the song kind of followed the vocals. I don't know why, but it just kind of feels like that to me. Yeah, you're right. He does write like all the music for DGD gets written first and then they, you know, pick and choose what parts they like and you know, add this part again and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's so. that's how most bands write too. But here it feels it the way like the songs are structured and like even the riffs are structured. It just feels like like the vocals came first, which I think is kind of an interesting feel. I don't know if I'm right about that. Do you feel but... that way about both songs or uh, just the first <clears throat> one? Mostly the first one, honestly. But I can kind of see it in the second one not as much mm-hmm. yeah it could have been a thing where they're like hey let's try something new with this writing um kurt you write first and then we'll match you but i don't i don't i wouldn't even know how you write a song before you hear what it sounds like but um yeah, yeah i mean it's possible people write different yeah people write differently all the time i know there's a uh I know there's an old black metal band that wrote like lyrics first and then from there they wrote the music following the lyrics, which I always thought was kind of cool. Yeah, it's a cool idea. Uh, Jackson, what do you think about um, Royal Coast? So the two singles? Yeah. Uh, the first one, the We Slowly Lose Hope, uh, I think that was my favorite out of the two. I agree. Uh, yeah, definitely. I like the, I know, the beginning. Well, just not as much. When I first listened to it, uh, I was expecting the the one song from Mothership. <laughs> what? Okay, which one was that? It's like you don't need a baby. You need to go crazy. You need to meet God. That's from Artificial Selection, and you're talking about hair song. I hear that song. Yeah. That's how the that's <laughs> what the intro reminded like me of. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, but, I can't even think of it right now. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a funny thing. I thought like first time listening to it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, we probably. I thought his singing was uh, pretty on par. Hello, welcome back. Oh, thank Christ! That was fucking stupid. Uh, okay. Jackson, the last thing you said was you think Kurt's vocals are on par? Yeah. That's the last thing I heard, anyway. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, where do you find lyrics for songs? Um, Genius.com Yeah, I need to start looking more at the lyrics. I don't use YouTube, I just use Spotify to listen. Well, if uh, the lyrics aren't on Genius yet, they're usually on the YouTube video. Like the YouTube. <laughs> sometimes it takes time to come out. I threw up. The Google. You threw up? No. I was just doing a funny voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's Royal Coda. Good album. Good. Uh, uh, good. Yeah. Two songs. Two songs. Um, and now we're going to talk about Seder Totem, and I'm going to play, I don't know, uh, Vector. Play Vector Clip. played uh Seder, we talked about their single a couple weeks ago and now their whole album is out it's been out for uh like a week like at this a point. week yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're about a week behind in terms of music so forgive us people kings and queens or, that listen or don't it's up to you if you want to forgive um 
I guess I shouldn't say kings and queens royalty that listen. Um, Very inclusive of you. I'm trying. So, I'm proud of you. So, Casey, I think you said the other day that this is your favorite thing we're reviewing, so why don't you talk about it? Well, Revocation was my favorite thing oh, we yeah, were true. reviewing Sorry. after afterwards, but uh, <laughs> of of the Deer Hunter and Seder, this is definitely more of my vibe. Um, So... I think this is probably the best work they've done, which, you know, obviously you kind of hope the newest thing that a band does is the best thing they have ever done. Yeah. But sometimes it's just not like that. But in this case, it is two albums, second albums, the best thing they've done. Good job, boys. But I will say that, like, we reviewed their first album, like, what, two years ago now at this point? Yeah, we did. I don't, I kind I vaguely remember what I said about it, but, um, I remember us saying that the lyrics are super... They're dense. They're dense. And it's the same shit here, too. Which, not a problem. But it feels like this man is writing, like, a science paper on the metamorphosis of rocks in a song. (laughs) It really is. Like, the lyrics are super dense, but... I feel like the lyrics aren't really, like, the focal point here. No. It's more of the instrumentals and, like, the music itself, the way, like, it's set up and the melodies the vocals are using. And I think when it comes to that, it's... It's usually the most interesting thing they've done because they've thrown in entire, like, 11, 16 sections. I'm pretty sure I heard something in, like, 9, 8 in here as well. They're a band that's actually, like, prog in a progressive sense instead of just using that as like a you know a tag i guess they they're actually progressive they actually use a lot of like progressive elements in their music which i appreciate and i will say i i didn't really care for the first three songs which is weird because they were this whelmed in vector with were both singles but whenever it hit bloom onward everything else just might hit I was like enraptured with this yeah. from Bloom onward. I even liked the little uh, interludes, Lull and Sella. I think Bloom was uh, the standout track for me. I agree. Bloom and Dogma were both my favorite tracks on this. Dogma, from the lyrics I could actually understand, is I think it's about like religion. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like from what I'm from what I've heard, I think it's like about religion. About the title or... alone. Yeah. No, like I mean, yeah, the title alone, but dogma also has different Sater meanings. Just it can be used tweeted for. A, a status that just said dogma is about God. That's oh, all they... he said. <laughs> that was a tweet. <laughs> huh. Well. Yeah, I thought you saw that. That's I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> no, I I did not see that. Yeah, and also dogma has to do with religion in general so i mean not always but generally it tends it tends to be political or in nature more than it does uh religious i think it only got like connected with the religion after a movie are you talking about kevin smith's dogma probably oh we should talk about the clerks three trailer have you watched that jackson uh i saw it when i got back from l.a yeah, let's talk about that later. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, I've I was not I did not listen to the news, did not look at any of the news when I was gone. Yeah. So I came back with a lot of shit. <laughs> um but yeah, this this album's great and Bloom is honestly the fact that they didn't use Bloom as a single was either a very smart idea or not a good or not a smart idea because it's the best song they've ever written. You think? I think so. Like, Bloom Bloom was one of the few songs on this album that I just had on repeat. It's one of the few songs I've had on repeat for this past, like, two weeks. Like, I love this song. Hmm. Alright, well, I've been listening to the album my usual way at work, so I, I'm, I've heard all the songs multiple times over, but I don't know what names go with what. And in my head, it's kind of like an amorphous blob. So, I I honestly don't know what Bloom sounds like, but, uh, you know, 
it's towards the middle, so I know there's some pretty good songs in that area. Um, on the vocals again, uh, yeah, they're really dense as before, but I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm fucking with it more now. Two years later, I'm more into it. The uh, melody, I don't think it's really anything to do with the lyrics. The lyrics are just as complex as ever. I think yeah, it has I to do with the way the he, uh, yeah. I think it's the way he's like, carrying the lyrics if that makes sense yeah like the the new vocal melodies that they're using and the like rhythmic qualities they're using with their vocals i feel like just it's the thing that's improved the most from the first album to the second album yeah i couldn't tell you what's better about the instruments but i could tell you off the bat that the vocals are more interesting um the screams are better uh, it's just nicer to listen to. Uh, not to say the old album, uh, Locust, is bad, but this one I've I've just clicked with faster, with a similar amount of listening time. Uh, I do wish there were more screaming parts. I sometimes it feels random when they bring in screaming parts. Like I feel like it's not really in there all that much. Um. So I would have liked to hear more screaming, but I know there, there's not like like all of them are playing instruments, right? Like there's not just a vocalist. Yeah, everyone's playing an instrument in this band. Yeah, so you know it might just be exceptionally hard on a bunch of the songs to be screaming and doing that. So you know, I'm not gonna go too hard on it, but I I would like to hear more screaming because it's good. It's not like a bad complaint. I think. Um. What about you, Jackson? What do you think about Totem? Totem? Oh, the yeah, last the song? Yeah, the album. Oh, I thought you meant the song itself. No, I forgot there's a song called Totem. Um, yeah, I remember uh, earlier when you showed Whelmed. Yeah. I think it was a couple weeks ago. I thought it was pretty, eh, pretty Whelmed. <laughs> That's a good one. But then, uh, you know, this album, uh, the rest of the album went out and I'd say, yeah, Bloom was the start of like, uh, where it started actually getting good. And I honestly think they should have just made this like an eight album or eight song album rather than like put the first three, make it more bloated or that's maybe a strong word, but yeah, I'd rather have like a seven eight uh song track that's consistently good then just having like a few like mediocre tracks tacked on for me but other than I that feel this like was they... pretty this is a pretty solid album uh that's pretty much all i'd say solid album uh most of the tracks were good at least i i feel like the ones you guys don't really like, I I do like. So I, but I also feel like I I things. like them the same amount as all the other tracks. Like, there's nothing on this that stands out to me, but also it's all good to me. If that makes any sense. Like, it's, yeah, that makes sense. It's a weird album for me. And I don't know how uh-huh. much I'll revisit it, but I I really did not mind listening to it. I've listened to this album maybe about three times now. Yeah. So I I tend to listen to the albums or the music we have to review at least three times if I like it. And if I like something especially, I tend to listen to it a lot. Yeah. In the case of like Revocation or Bloom off this album, which is why I wanted, wanted to like single it out. But... You know, I try to listen to things three times so I can get like a good opinion on it. Hmm. Yeah, I I think that's a good. You know, it's weird to say I I'll listen to this three times and then review it when it's probably something these guys have worked on for like two years. But yeah, you know, that's a, just the nature of media. Uh, we should talk about the last thing we need to talk about which is the deer hunter antimai and i'm gonna play the track tower now
Um, another concept album. Another yeah. sci-fi concept album. Yeah, I didn't know this was even coming out until it did. I the love, deer hunter. Yeah, I love yeah. the deer hunter. I like uh, their Act Four and Five albums are some of my favorite like albums ever. Um, so I not even realizing they had something new coming out, and then it's just right there in my hands, made me happy. And I really fuck with this album a ton. It's it's basically a musical. We talked about Coheed's album being a musical last week, but this is like quite literally a musical. Uh, they've kind of dropped all pretension of being a rock band, it seems like. Which, you know, good. <laughs> because uh, they don't need it, uh, in my opinion. Um, I think the song's industry... So they're... Let me talk about the concept a little bit. Each song is called like Ring 8 through Ring 1, right? And then they have something next to it like Industry or The Patrol or Tower. Middle class. Yeah. And each of these rings are an area inside this closed off city in some sort of apocalyptic situation. And like in Industry, that's where they make things or like... If you're disabled or something, that's where they send you. And the middle class is the middle class. Like, uh, they're basically enslaved to capitalism. Uh, so they never really do anything to make things better. They're just in an endless cycle. Um, I will it, say, yeah. uh, the rings as a concept is actually something that was used in real life with a lot of old Victoria, like a lot of old cities, a lot of old towns. This is how they were built. They always built it around like the tower or the castle. And then from there they would build outwards, which is, which is why like I was interested at first because you can see this in two ways. You can see the rings as kind of like the circles of hell and also as like taking inspiration from actual real life, uh, architecture or like city planning because yeah. this is how cities are planned in real life or they were not american cities but like a lot of older cities like a fiefdom or whatever yeah like a fiefdom outside of ring two being nature pretty much everything is how you would do it like tower then you have the upper class then you would have like i don't want to say patrol but you would have like barracks and shit like that yeah. then the middle class then from there you have like people who were workers like blue blue collar workers not the farmers so mm-hmm. and occasionally you would have like i don't want to say like industry and the workers kind of go together especially whenever it came to medieval towns so like blacksmiths and stuff like that some of them would be middle class i think i think it just depended on what country mm-hmm. and then you know the last ring would tend to be you know either where people who had no homes would be or farmers poverty like it says well yeah. um in in the scheme of antimai the city uh low town is implied to be like the rural south kind of esque area where they're all agricultural and they're all basically religious fanatics mm, not low town like, yeah low town motown get the fuck out of here (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah i just thought that was a really interesting thing at first what's your favorite song both of you uh i'd say industry yeah even if it does kind of sound like clown music at times yeah it does it does have a goofy vibe to it (laughs) i at time the patrol one especially sounds like clown music which may be on purpose Honestly, I don't know, because I didn't really fuck with this album that hard. Really? Yeah. It, I guess either middle class or luxury, just because that felt like it had the most prog elements, and I liked that part, but I really couldn't tell you. I didn't like this album that much. Huh. Well, I don't know why I thought you would like it. It's not very guitar-centric I, I lo- at all. No, it's not that. I love, like, Act 5 is one of my favorite albums like just ever the deer hunter is yeah the deer hunter is an amazing band why have we never have we ever talked about the deer hunter i didn't know you listened to them yeah (laughs) you know i thought i was kind of confused because i just read it as deer hunter uh 
Yeah, I mean, you can a read band. it multiple ways. No, the band Deer Hunter. Oh, I don't know that band. They're like, uh, not this kind of sound. Yeah. That's why I was kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like, oh, the Deer Hunter. So you love Act 5, but you don't you don't like I, this? I, yeah, I don't like Antimai. I think Act 5 is... I mean, a lot of people, I feel like, agree that Act 5 or Act 3 are probably the best albums the Deer Hunter has ever done, right? Uh, yeah, most people would say Act 3, I think. Most old yeah. head Deer Hunter listeners. Yeah, and that's fair, because it is a good album. But, like, I, I don't know. This feels like it's... I don't want to say pre- too pretentious sounding, because that's not the right word. I think it, it feels... is a little pretentious. Like, it absolutely... It, it's very obvious in the themes. Like, it's it's called prog. Like, if your genre has the word prog in it, you're going to be just a tiny bit pre- fucking pretentious. But would this even be classified as a prog album? I, I think so. Just because it still has rock elements in it, and it's using a lot of... It's using a lot of, like, prog elements from, like, older bands, it feels like. Or not even older bands. It feels like modern prog. But a lot of it reminds me of, like, King Crimson, but, like, not as King Crimson-y, if that makes sense. Or even Camel, which is, like, an old, old prog rock group. Camel. Yeah. Camel. That band's okay. I just, like, I listened to it three times, and I was like, I I just don't, I can't find anything I really enjoyed about this. Casey's vocals are, I think they're better now. I think this is the best he's ever sounded, and he was never a bad vocalist. Yeah. I... So, I think his vocals are great, but I don't know. Some about, like, I guess I just don't like concept albums about, like, sci-fi shit. <laughs> Uh, Claudia texted me and said also, or she just said, the Deer Hunter Act 1 is where it's at. You know what? That's fair enough, Claudia. He says that's fair enough. That's a good album. It is a good album. I think the Deer Hunter is a good band, but this album, I just could not get into it. Uh, yeah. I, I think you don't fucks with it, and I fucks with it for the exact same reasons. So, uh, it's, you know. Well, yeah. Well, Jackson be the tiebreaker, I guess. <laughs> Jackson? Um, oh, I already told you. Yeah, I liked this album. Oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry. You said oh, it like whenever you, yeah, you said it like whenever you asked his favorite song. Yeah, oh. Industry. Oh, yeah. Even if it does sound like uh, clown music at times. It, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing kind of sounds clowny. I think my favorite song is... Uh, tower it's got some really it's got a really cool chorus in the middle and then towards the end they play the same chorus but slowed down and it sounds really good to me Uh, but also after that industry is really good i think that was a single so that was a good pick on their part it was a good pick i i don't hate that song i don't hate any of the songs i just don't like them you know yeah the Ring three luxury. I like it. It's like two songs. <laughs> like, yeah, that's got that's kind of why I liked it. Yeah, it's inter. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, I just wasn't expecting it when I first listened. It's like nine minutes long, mm-hmm. and, the, and the two songs don't like. Are they connected musically at all? Because it, it feels it, like they are not. It doesn't really feel like it, but at the same time, I think it's connected via the lyrics. Yeah. And the vocals. Well, like, the first part ooh. sounds like some sort of resistance rising up or something. And there's a music video for it, uh, which I can't I, even I, describe. It sounds... It, it's weird. I have a request, though, for next week. Sure. Can we please not review another sci-fi concept album? I don't think there's any more that have come out, so yes. We okay. can, we what can have we reviewed? Right. We've reviewed the Coheed uh, and Cambria, which was a sci-fi concept album. Oh yeah, and this one, which is a sci-fi concept album. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't expecting expecting it to be sci-fi. Uh, I wasn't expect. I'm not sure I was even expecting it to be a concept album. I kind of thought they were done with that. 
with uh, with song titles that have the word ring eight ring seven yeah. ring six i mean when i saw the silent titles i started to piece it together <laughs> like <"Well." laughs> um i honestly at first i thought this was like my first thought was like oh shit this is about hell yeah because like you know they're because of dante's inferno everyone thinks they're like circles of hell now which in the bible there isn't so fuck you if you think that's true dumb dumb motherfuckers re- read your book <laughs> i'm mostly talking to christians who talk about this shit but uh anyways I, at first i thought it was about hell like being inspired by dante's inferno and i was like what the fuck does poverty mean and then i looked at the lyrics i was like oh i'm an idiot no this is just about current day american politics which i mean not that different from <laughs> the several rings of hell. Yeah, Dante's Inferno was actually inspired by American politics. <laughs> True. So was a Paradise Lost, a little known fact. Dante's Inferno mm-hmm. is actually the world's first fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Honestly, no, it's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. It's, You're uh, right. Dante Alighieri said, like, you know what? In the future, there's going to be America, and this is where it's going to be set. Every time there's religious fan fiction now, it's not as nearly cool. It's always yeah. like um, uh, white men fighting against getting vaccinated. Yeah, whatever happened to like going into hell to save your love? Yeah, like some baller ass shit. That's cool as hell. You fight literally everyone in hell just to get your, just to get the person you love back. That's some Orpheus ass shit right there. From Greek mythology. <clears throat> um, all right, I we'll be right back. Oh, the break. Wait, wait, wait. Before before oh, we go on the break, uh, uh, this is kind of related, but if people haven't listened to Casey's first band, The Receiving End of Sirens, you should do that. They're really good too. Oh yeah, the 2005 album only. I think there there's more than that. Yeah, there's there's another album, but it wasn't oh. as well received because Casey wasn't in the band. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. that album was was pretty good. A, yeah, I I love that album. Yeah. Planning a Prison Break is such a good song, too. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll be right back after the break with the, all the other stuff. from the break (laughs) (laughs) i didn't get to scratch my nose (laughs) i didn't even get the stretch uh let's since we played it all together let's talk about fall guys free for all which is the new the new version that's free now it used to be 20 dollar dues all um and now i didn't pay for it yeah (laughs) you got a you got the free fall guys and you got the free season pass you own yeah. Fall Guys. Oh, uh, yeah. That's life. So after playing it for, I mean, I played it for quite a few hours at this point. How how do you guys feel few. about the changes they've made to like the shop and stuff? And uh, honestly, I have no idea. I I have. It's been so long since I've played this fucking game. I have no idea what's different. Everything looks the same, but everything looks different. <laughs> What? Um, I, I don't know what it is. It just I, I don't notice anything being different. Well, um, for one, you have to pay real money for stuff now. <laughs> I never paid anything uh, for stuff, anyways. Um, I I mean I know, but you could have. You used to be able to buy skins and stuff. Uh, you can't. You can do that, but it's more in the form of they've got like a new class of skin essentially that's like a like an accessory almost a good example is the is the um <laughs> uh what do you call it fanny pack or the glasses it's like not a full skin it's like a little accessory or a backpack and stuff like that 
And that's the stuff you can buy with kudos now. Which almost is better, in my opinion, than some of the skins. Yeah, all and, those wins you got, worthless. Yeah, um, all your crowns were converted into kudos. Back in my day, you had to win five games to get a top of a legendary. That's true. Now you just have to spend seven ninety nine. The prices are a little exorbitant for something that used to be free, essentially. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I get they need to make money. It's a free game, and they are going to be making money for sure. I know they did on the Master Chief. Uh, I don't even know what you just sent, Casey. <laughs> uh, God damn it. I hate saying uh. I say uh so much, and I have to cut it out every time, and it's fucking... Uh, yeah. uh, okay. Okay. Fall Guys, free for all... It's good. It's still good, and now everybody a, can play. Yeah, it's, Why it's you always remind been me a, that one guy from work? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> You guys know the <laughs> the fucking TikTok noise of the dude snoring. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say the game is fun, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just I don't. It's free. Just fucking give it a try. They did add a lot since I've uh, last played. Yeah, they took out the flying guys, too. That was cool. That was great. You mean the hackers? Yeah, the flying guys. <laughs> that was the biggest issue when like the game first came out. Yeah, uh, but they fixed it fairly quickly. It's had anti-cheat for a long time at this point. Yeah, but people were able to get around that for a while, I feel like, after they implemented it. Now it just feels like, you know, you don't see that shit anymore. Yeah, I thought maybe there would be more hackers now that it's free, but it seems like they got their stuff nice and safe and cheat-free, thankfully. Uh, The worst part of this going free-to-play is that when you queue up in a squad with randoms, they're all, like, brand-new people every time. Like me. (laughs) No, you have plenty of hours. These are fresh fresh off the boat, brand-new beans that... Do not know how to jump or dive. And uh, you will lose quickly. So. That's uh, Fall Guys Free For All. We we have a video that's going to be coming out. Once I finish editing it. In the next millennia. And that'll be fun. Uh, fucking A. I watched. Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, the other day. Uh, how was it? It was pretty funny. It was on par with Thor Ragnarok for me. Uh, I don't. I know there's like a bunch of discourse about like Taika Waititi. Like, um, what's a word when you get tired of something? I don't know. Overexposure, kind of. Sure. Yeah, like Taika overexposure. He's got all these shows, he's directed all these films, and people are kind of tired of his sense of humor. Uh, I guess I get that, but I'm I'm still cool with it. I like the stuff he makes. I think it's all pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I like the jokes. The villain... So the villain of the movie is a guy called Gore the God Butcher, right? And he's played by Christian Bale, the American psycho himself. And he, he's pretty cool, good acting, but um, he kills exactly one god on camera. <laughs> um, so, not, like, there's evidence of him killing more gods. They say it outright that he's killed a bunch of gods, but they don't show it. So, I, I feel like they could have shown that at the very least. Um... But yeah, that's all I have to say about the movie. It's another Marvel movie. It's fine. It's not a work of art. It's just a good time, as they say. Was it the worst Thor movie? No. Not not by a country mile, I'd have to say. What is? Uh, I think Thor The Dark World. 
It's pretty boring. I tried to watch it. I tried to give it a fair shake, and it just was not fun to watch. Um, and then, you know, Taika Waititi kind of reinvented the character with uh, Thor Ragnarok, so... Um, so should we, Jackson, do you want to talk about your trip? Uh, sure. Last week, because you went to the, the lovely state of California. That is true. I've never been before, but I liked it. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Where'd you go? That was Anime Expo. Uh... Not as bad as I thought. Uh, Too Mad put up a video of him going to Anime Expo. Did you see Too Mad? I saw Steve Aoki in an elevator. That's about it. That's pretty cool. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Um, I did not see him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. There's like over two hundred thousand people yeah. there. Yeah. This is mostly joking. See Too Mad. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I spent most of the time, like, just hanging out with friends and going out to places. Yeah. Um, I got to see some people there. Uh, took some photos there. With who? Bots. Of the people there that were cosplaying and, uh, like, bought some artwork there, too. What artwork did you buy? I got some keychains and stickers, mostly. And the uh, Corgi pillow. Yeah. What was the wildest shit that happened while you were at Anime Expo? Um, wildest. Wildest, or like just some, just some goofy shit that happened, goofy, I guess. Goofy, degenerate. Yeah, uh, just shit like yeah. that. My first day there, there was like a couple of like these like I guess the term's e-girls. They're like dressed in like, uh, like bunny outfits, and they're holding signs saying "Looking for a Discord Daddy." <laughs> yeah, that's Ugh, pretty that... degenerate. <laughs> Hello, um, kitten. <laughs> just stop! Just stop! Don't make me post the fucking video. Um, the line to get inside took about half an hour. And there's uh, some people cosplaying outside, like, a good amount. That's where I saw that guy dressing as a uh, Rise. Still, still sad you didn't get the video of him. Rise? He's a League of Legends character that's, like, all blue. He's, uh. Yeah, he's, like, a blue man, bald, with his pants and a scroll <laughs> on his back. Cool. And it was hot outside, too, so he's, like, you well, know, he's, like, melting. fully painted. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> That's my biggest fear of like, you know, doing something like that, and like you sweat off all your makeup. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you see Among Us? There were a few. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember possible. you saying there were a few Among Us. What was like the most impressive cosplay you saw? Impressive. Uh, probably the Gundam one. It was like There's a fully. A it was like a nine foot tall like Gundam, like yeah. fully. Uh, someone in there, huh. like all these pieces together. That's actually badass. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. I remember at uh, Comic Con in Lexington, someone was like a full ten foot Groot. Groot. Yeah. Yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, he looked a little scuffed though. Like it He's was a big ass fucking scary. costume, but. He was a little scuffed. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't really move too much. Yeah. I can understand. But that's still pretty impressive. It was like Wish.com group. It wasn't... It was pretty decent. You're just being hateful. Yeah, I'm a hateful little bitch. I mean, like... 10 foot tall Groot compared to CGI. I, I, if you can recognize him as Groot instead of just dead tree bark, that's pretty impressive to me. Let's see if I have pictures. My favorite Groot line? Gotta be, I am Groot. That's a good one. It was always said with so much emotion, too. 
Yeah, Vin Diesel put his whole Venusi into that shit. I want you to Venusi out of my fucking the, life. I didn't take too many pictures of people because I didn't want to be like that guy. But here's a couple I took. Oh. These are all I took. This is um. This is A1 audio podcast material. <laughs> There's Eggman uh, and Junkrat and Soldier 77 and I like how Cave Eggman Woman. has his hand. Uh, Cave Woman is supposed to be Nidalee from League, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I like how the Eggman cosplayer has his hand up Sonic's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You got him. Finally. Oh, he got and the, the pistol and, or the chaos emerald in his hand. Oh, shit. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> the chaos emeralds. Did you see any minions? I did not see any minions. That's my segue into the gentle minions meme. <laughs> Honestly, like, there's a lot of, like, Non anime stuff. Yeah, it's just. Like uh, I mean, I've. I mean, I'm not really too big into it. Like, I, I think I've seen more anime I've hated than liked. <laughs> that makes yeah. two of us. Um, I actually at the Thor Love and Thunder, I saw some gentle minions in real life. <laughs> you didn't take a picture. <laughs> They're kids. I'm not gonna take a picture of kids. Alright, good point. Um, I did see I do see uh, in that Italy picture there's a boss baby picture for sale. There's also an Amogus. Boss oh yeah, that baby. was mine. That was yours. <laughs> yours. Yeah. Okay, stop talking about visual media on a podcast. Now let's talk about minions. <laughs> I, I, wish you I don't want to watch it. Okay. I don't know what to say. Gentle minions beam. Yeah, we're not even talking about the movie, we're just so, for whatever reason, like, the Morbius effect has happened for Minions Rise of Gru, except the opposite, where everyone's seeing it, instead of no one is seeing it, uh, and yeah, it's just a bunch of teenagers, seems like, it's kind of like a TikTok trend of guys dressing up in suits and going to see Minions <laughs> Rise of Gru with fart jokes and... Whatever else, I, I don't know. I I fucking I mean, love it, dude. The, the kids are all right sometimes if they're gonna be doing shit like this. It's funny yeah. as hell to me. There's been like some tweets of like movie theater employees being like, "Uh, the gentle minions came and they fucking wrecked the theater." I'm sorry to inform you, ma'am. I don't know how long you've been working at a theater. That uh, happens all the time. Uh, yes, constantly, especially at kids' movies. So, I, yeah, they're acting a fool, but, you know, so is everyone they're, else. They're kids. I don't know yeah. what people expect. Like, <laughs> they can I can't die. say anything. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You're fucking Shrek third <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, but I was also, like, 14, 13 at the time. Yeah, so, oh. so are some of these kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> the oldest they gotta be is, like, 18. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're, that's why they're I, actual why kids. I can't anything. Like, I mean, Jake and I both worked at movie theaters. I think you did, too, right, Jackson? Nope. No. Okay, so it was just me and Jake. Yeah. So, like, they're... Believe me, the, the mess these kids are making is fucking horrible, dude. Yeah, it's completely not... Like, if they didn't come in suit... One of my uh, friends who is a... She still works at the theater. My heart goes out to her. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, she said that some theaters are like banning suits. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're so, like, not her stupid, but the people making those rules are so irritating. It's like, first of all, you can't police people on their clothing if it's just regular clothing, and second of all, they're. They're just going to come in and make a mess without the suits, so they might as well be well-dressed. You know? Yeah, hell, they have less of a chance of making a mess while they're well-dressed because they don't want to get around their fancy clothes. You'd think. You'd freaking think. Oh. You know, this is, like, kind of related to movie theaters, but uh, y'all know Movie Tavern? Yeah. Uh, you, no. <laughs> there's a 
there's a knife that I threw, like a kitchen knife that uh-huh. I decided to throw into one of the theater projectors years ago <laughs> whenever I worked there. It's still there. Huh? It's still there. What do you mean you threw a knife into a projector? Like, not the projector itself, but I mean like the, the fucking screen. Oh, like like the actual screen like the projector is projecting onto? Yeah, that thing. You cut a hole in it, or the no? Knife I is threw stuck a knife. I yeah, I threw a knife into it. It is still stuck there. Cool. Yeah, I just thought that was tangentially related. Honestly, whenever I worked, when was that, this? Uh, 2016. <laughs> we have to visit. We have to take a picture next to this knife. Yeah, well, dude, it's high up there. It's, <laughs> like it's high up there because we were all just throwing shit. Like I remember some dudes like flicking those fried pickles up to the ceiling. <laughs> those were stuck there by the time I quit that oh place. That happened like month How'd one. How they do that? How they do that? They just flicked it up. But stuck there that long? That's insane. I do. I have no idea how it got stuck there. But, Maybe like, this we... is not food we should be eating. Oh, it's it definitely. What do you think they, they scrape it back off and serve it to the next guy? It's still not scraped off. I'm pretty sure that, like, if they if they use that much effort to get pickles down from the fucking ceiling of a movie theater, then that place would be doing so much better. <laughs> uh, fuck. What was I gonna say about movie tavern? I movie tavern. <laughs> movie tavern blows, man. It's pretty fun to go to. <laughs> oh, it's great to go yeah. to, but God, working there was awful. Uh, but That's why Cinemark I was has shit. like the nice seats now as well, and I mean they don't have like all the you know restaurant food or whatever, but they have seats and they have these things called D box. Uh, have you guys heard of D box seats? No, they're like um, I don't know the closest thing to 4D that exists, like. The seats will move around and shit with the movie and, like, spray you in the face with water and, like, <laughs> release scents and shit like that. I don't know. Oh. It sounds awful. It sounds so unpleasant to watch a movie like that, but Cinemark has yeah. them. Yeah, I would just hate the idea of getting sprayed with water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, while I'm trying to watch a movie. It sounds awful. Uh... Okay, this is something weird that I saw on Twitter. I don't know what this is about, but the creator of Dilbert, his... Yeah? He he was posting about how some kids are just going to shoot up places no matter what. And he started talking about his stepson who died of a fentanyl overdose. He uh-huh. basically said his stepson had to die, or if he didn't, he would shoot up a school. Huh? <laughs> it's it's insane. It's one of the most fucking unhinged threads I've ever read. Like, that's kind of what I got from it. That's what other people are saying they got from it. <laughs> I, I don't huh? know. Number of times the gun's been held to my head. Three. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that part. Yeah, that thing's killing me, dude. Jackson posted a picture of Dilbert eating. Was that uh, reference to what's the painting? Saturn. Saturn. It's Saturn. Saturn, Saturn, Saturn. Yeah, he posted that, but it's Dilbert. <laughs> it's killing so, me, dude. I wonder, like, I wonder ever since Dilbert three. Has his life been changed? Dilbert three. There's a third you know, one? ranch or cool ranch. Oh my God. Uh, apparently, the guy who made Dilbert is just like a crazy conservative guy who is happy his son died from a fentanyl overdose. So, I just yeah. want to bring that to the table for you guys because, you know, the more Dilbert lore you can get, the better, right? Right. Uh, no, actually. <laughs> okay, while we're on the topic of memes, uh, have y'all been seeing this fucking... There, there's this kind of trend where people, like, have been acting out like uncan- like video game characters. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, 
like pretending uh, to be Skyrim NPCs and shit. A, a kind of like it's becoming a bigger thing, but like <laughs> Jackson, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's getting that's getting pinned. Can I pin messages? I can. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's pinning. Jackson put a mess put a picture of Dilbert in front of lightning that says you should kill your son now. Um, thanks, Dilbert. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's this whole genre of, like, videos nowadays where people act out, like, video game characters, especially, like, you know, like, those, like, GTA or Yakuza characters and shit like that. Like, they walk the same way, they run, <laughs> then they stop, watching, and they run again. I'm watching the video. <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's so fun. Like, have you guys oh, not no. seen this trend before? It is uncanny when she's running. Oh, my God. Have you heard of the High Elves? Yeah, she's moving like a fucking GTA NPC. Oh, this would be like Oblivion. Oblivion or something like that. It, it's just like any one of those video games. It's so weird. It's so uncanny. I yeah. love it. There's another one it's where weird. like this... She got on, PS2 me... graphics on her looks, LMAO. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's fucked, fucked up. <laughs> There's another one that like... The way he walked, like, this dude was acting out a dance or something that goes to music, and it, I found it, I found it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna watch this, and then we're gonna end the podcast. This is, like, what got me, like, curious about this whole thing, because he, he moves is such, like, oh, that's the best way to put he it. he moved like a Hotel Transylvania character guy. Yeah, I've never so. seen that movie. I don't understand the joke. I don't a, either, but he directed moves by the so guy that made Samurai Jack. Kennedy uh, <laughs> Tarkovsky. Yeah, <laughs> he moves so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this guy in an empty room doing really strange dance. I <laughs> it's it looks like it's like this. What about the retweet? I don't know what the song is, but the retweet is right. It's moving with animation principles, and it's terrifying and fascinating at the same time. <laughs> this is just like the back rooms to me. <laughs> it's like I like to me. Room. This seems so <laughs> innocuous, but to other it people, just... it's very creepy. I guess I it's know. not creepy as much as it is like. Fascinating. It's like how they move like that. Why they move like that? I think it's just clever editing. At, it could be, but at the, like I don't know with the I girl. His, it doesn't look his, like it was edited. The girl, no. I think that's just really good, like like acting. But the guy, I think I don't think he can move that quickly. I think it's edited. Uh, God, I, I hope not. There's a there's another one where this dude acts like another fucking video game character. I'm keep. I'm going to keep, like, linking this because it's funny as shit to me. Like, okay. people acting like video game characters is so... It's such a fascinating genre such to me. It's meme to me. <laughs> it's so fascinating because it's becoming more and more of a thing. There's a and guy it, that it's... walks around, um, like, grocery stores and just says, like, NPC dialogue to people. Like... See, but that's not as interesting as people, like, actually acting it out. To me. I like this angle for this camera. This one is gets... a guy walking through Walmart. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. Keep watching. <laughs> Dude, it gets better. Watch until the end. He's in the parking lot. He's running. He got in front of a car. <laughs> He's opening the car door. <laughs> He's pushing them out. He's trying to get in the car. Okay, he got in. This is my favorite talking about? Yeah, the I'm video just I just posted. The video Casey sent. Uh. <laughs> it's so fast. It's so fascinating to me. I love it. Not gonna lie, this <laughs> gotta be one of our most dog shit episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're just... had to be there. <laughs> had to be there. Uh, okay, thanks for watching, listening, whatever. Uh, rates five stars, subscribe, etc., etc. We have a. A Fall Guys video game video coming soon. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, bye.